what's going on guys welcome on back to the second and short podcast here is the cheap seats our fantasy dynasty rendition uh and we're gonna pretty much go over every nfl team and players that we think that you should keep buy or trade away sell essentially uh but before we do that let's go ahead and intro ourselves on in my name is tyler your host joined with our fantasy dynasty expert jason uh jason how did your fantasy season end? Any championships come your way? I, I did win one. I, I won one championship out of six playoffs. Yeah, I was in about six playoffs that were relevant money-wise. I uh, came away with one title. Uh, the rest of them kind of flamed out due to lackluster play or going up against a juggernaut like Jamar Chase <laughs> when, uh, or and having him stack with Burrow. So, yeah, I mean, I, I came out with one one championship, so I, I consider the season a win. It was a pretty sizable purse that I won. Yeah, and you're still waiting on that purse because if you're, for some reason, hidden under a rock and you don't know, PayPal and anybody else like that matter is kind of blocking any fees getting transferred right now, uh, which this is a nice time to, we're not sponsored, but we should be, switch your fucking leagues over to League Safe because it's a safe way to pay for fantasy dues, and it's a safe way to get your money back on time. There's nothing worse than waiting for money. And if PayPal is going to be stubborn like this, you might as well just move on. If you're not, if you're not happy with your, if your situation, move on to something better, and LeagueSafe is better. Again, not sponsored, should be. Now, uh, myself, I, I won two leagues. We already discussed one that I came away with a championship, um, that UK versus US one. Uh, really cool $50 donation got to go to my choice of charity from the league winnings, uh, which is what the champion gets to do every year. Pretty cool. And then obviously I won our league that uh, we share together. Um, I'm going to say obviously because uh, obviously I was winning it from like week one. It was pretty clear uh, by the point scored and uh, I wasn't even sweating. I wasn't even sweating. Hmm. And here's the thing. I... I truly believe, like, there are seasons when, like, you look at it, and you're like, man, there's, like, three or four good teams, blah, blah. I was the only real good team in that league. When I say that, I mean, I was, and I, I know it's a brag, but I was in a tier above everybody else. And I feel like I deserved the win, and I feel like, because I've seen guys in the situation, I've been in leagues where I'm, like, the sixth seed, and I knock out that one seed that scored, like, 400 more points than everybody, and I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. Like, he was better than me for 13 weeks. And I was better than him for one. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I like to see when people that are the juggernauts win, win. I feel, I feel like that's a kind of a backhanded uh, comment toward me because uh, I did beat you in the regular season. Uh, so, saying. I mean, you know, I, mean, I just want to, I just want to keep reminding you that you you know, it? I, I do hold a, I do hold a victory over the league champ. Yep. And yep. Adam, and and Adam, Adam will will test that you know you you should not humble brag. No, I'm 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 bragging. I don't even care what's what's the worst that's gonna happen. I lose next year. I'm playing for free. I just want all the money, so I'm good to go. But we're gonna talk later on about trades we're gonna do. And we've been this intro's a little long. Let's um let's go ahead and jump on in now. Our randomly selected division uh, today is the NFC West, and we are gonna discuss pretty much each position or each team. Uh, like I said in the, in the beginning, players that you should buy, a player that you should sell, and a player that you just, you got to keep. It doesn't matter what you, what everybody's telling you, keep this player. 
special reminder, this is a Dynasty-specific episode. We are done with redraft for quite some time. We'll come back to it uh, when, you know, it's more popular and people are more alive for fantasy football, and they're not saddened by their losses. So, let's start with the buy category. And we'll kind of mix this up, I guess, as we go. But uh, the first thing to buy, it's on me. I get this. And entering free agency this year, so it's technically he's not really going to be a Cardinal, but he's still in the playoffs, so he is. Go out and buy Christian Kirk. I think Christian Kirk is a great candidate to purchase and put on your team. Uh, he ended up finishing this year as the wide receiver 26 in PPR formats. Uh, he had a, a fantastic year filling in when Hopkins was out or when Rondell Moore wasn't producing. Uh, AJ Green was kind of down in the dumps. Uh, we saw uh, outside of last week, I mean, weeks 14, 15, 16, 17, he had six plus targets in every single one of those games. He came away with over six plus targets, I believe, in out of the 17 weeks in like 12 of his 17 matchups or 11. And he just put forward a, a pretty good season. Uh, we didn't see a lot of touchdowns out of him, but that's not really what we need from him. He's just a guy that's going to get you a good amount of targets, a good amount of catches when he gets that opportunity in that role. Going into free agency, he's going to be a little, one of those guys that's, that you're going to be sleeping on a little bit. You're going to remember, oh no, he's, he only did that because those guys were gone. Well, guess what? Next year on a new team, those guys are also going to be gone. And he will have a number one or number two receiver role in front of him. I think that's a very interesting pick. I, I, he wasn't even on my radar, honestly. Uh, but it's a good call out. Um, I like Kirk. Uh, I think he does produce when given the opportunity. He's got a great set of hands. He's got a great skill set. And I think he could go to a team and be a wide receiver one, uh, low-end wide receiver one at worst. And, you know, that wide receiver one, wide receiver two, that's a good call-out. I, I never even, uh, Kirk never even crossed my mind in this scenario. I mean, like, just imagine uh, he goes to a place where we know they're going to throw the ball a lot. Let's just say he decides to sign a deal with, like, the Las Vegas Raiders and can step in and slot in on the opposite side or next to, kind of, of, of Hunter Renfro. And he can kind of be that more deep ball threat type of guy for them. Maybe he goes to Jacksonville and takes over the number one role. Maybe he goes to Detroit and takes over the number one role because uh, Amon Ross and Brown is in the slot. Uh, and we'll talk about him in future episodes. Spoiler alert. Even, even though we don't know who's going to get that category, we're going to talk about it. Um, but I just think he, there's so many places that he can go and benefit as a top like one or two receiver that I just think it, he's going he's gonna to outperform what you're going to have to give to buy him. You could probably get him for a, a back-end second-round pick right now in a pretty weak quotations because we don't really know. We say we know. Draft class. A second-round pick might be able to swing him to a team that's Christian Kirk is their sixth-best receiver. He doesn't really need him. You know, he might be able to swing it. Uh, but now let's go on to the sell category. Who do you have as a sell? I'm actually going to sell DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Ooh. Because he, he's starting to show wear and tear. Um, he see, we've seen how important he is to Murray. Uh, so teams are going to start keying on that uh, and game planning for that more than what they would in the past. But yeah, I mean, he is an elite athlete, but <clears throat> he's starting to hit that plateau, I feel. Uh, so right now we always talk about that window of 
window of value. I think right now is a good window of value to get a good return on him, uh, especially in what you know what us and a lot of other people perceived as a weak draft class. You could trade uh, trade to get a younger receiver plus uh, draft capital. Uh, I think right now is the time to strike while the iron's hot for Hopkins. I mean, as hot as it can be, I mean, he did miss. It's the first time he's missed uh, hitting a third time in his career. He's missed hitting a thousand yards receiving a uh, first time since 2016. Um, but I mean, yeah, he, he missed seven games this year. Uh, he's going to be turning 30 by the start of the new season. Uh, here in just like five months, he turns 30. Um, my argument for saying not to sell him is just because like he is still, I feel like a wide receiver one when he plays. If Christian Kirk is gone, AJ Green's probably, we don't know what's going to happen. He's probably might be gone again. Who knows? Zach Gertz, we don't know situation wise. He might be a lone man on campus or, you know, play a two man crew with Rondell Moore, uh, who we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, but I, I do see the appeal in getting rid of somebody like him at this stage, a uh, suggestion, if you could, you could go out and get maybe one of the most consistent receivers in the NFL. Uh, and go get DJ Moore. The guy that's going to get you, you know, 70 catches, 1,200 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, go out and get the guy. Like, somebody like that. Because you probably could swing a deal where you get DJ Moore in a second for DeAndre Hopkins. You might, you know what I mean? You might be able to get that deal. And I wouldn't feel bad about that deal at all. Or get, like, a 2024 first and DJ Moore for Hopkins. Like, I, so I, I get the sell. Age 30, we're hitting that big cliff it makes sense i still think he's an elite guy and i think next year he'll be a wide receiver one but you gotta know when to get out of these guys you know contracts and everything or at least separation so let's talk about the next guy the last guy i kind of mentioned him uh another wide receiver we'll go three receivers deep here uh a guy you got to keep rondell Moore. um he showed a lot of promise he's a guy that coming out of coming out of uh college uh, was injured a lot, and you know he had this high, this 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 early breakout rate. I think it was like eighteen point nine, age eighteen point nine or something like that. Just with how good he broke out, and he did miss uh, a couple games towards the end of the stretch. But still, as a rookie, fifty four catches, four hundred and thirty five yards, and a touchdown. There are times when he looked like the best receiver in Arizona, just electric. Now. I'm not sold on it. I, I think he's still about a year away for me to, to throw him in that keep category. Um, I think he's got flashes of greatness, but I don't feel the consistency is there to, to warrant uh, a keep for me. Um, like I said, I mean, you got to factor in a lot of stuff. Um, you know, when, when he was successful, was early on in the season. Arizona was rolling. You know, they were throwing the ball a lot. Hopkins, once Hopkins goes down, uh, I think is right around the time he went, you know, he started sputtering right around that time. Hopkins, you know, right before or right around when Hopkins first got injured. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to keep with him. I, I think that he's somebody that's suspendable in my eyes. Now, he did have a part of the season when he started hitting his slump was when Kyler Murray started getting hurt and leaving. And that is something to acknowledge that there are times when, because Murray was out, what, weeks like 8, 9, and 10. And in those weeks, he had a, what, a combined, he had like 14 fantasy points. 
in those weeks. And so he did have weeks with Murray where he didn't perform. But I, I, I think the point of keeping him, though, A, he's extremely young. And I think that's a very good asset to have it, being only 21 years old. Um, but, I mean, your, your argument is of selling Hopkins because game plans and uh, predictability against him and everything. And I think Chris Kirk's going to leave. Rondo Moore's going to be the next guy. But I understand if he's not a priority. We're a situation where if somebody else wanted to buy him from you, you're willing to let him go. And I totally understand that. And I get that. Ass. Like, you're not saying cut him. This isn't, we're not, this, if we disagree with keep, that does not mean cut at all. But yeah, uh, let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams, the division champions. Uh, you're going to lead us off here with your. I, I'll take a Stafford. I mean, the reemergence of his career is something great. I mean, of course, you know, the emergence of Cup having a phenomenal season, MVP-worthy calibration. But also, you know, they lost Robert Woods, um, who is going to be a valuable weapon coming back, uh, coming back from injury. So that offense is going to get stronger, and he's going to put up better numbers. So I think he's a good quarterback to buy because a lot of people are are wanting to – they they want to look for the next shiniest toy, I guess you could say, in the quarterback position. And he's somebody that you can snag. All right, so yeah, I mean, he he's somebody that has seen a resurgence of his career. He got out of Detroit, um, and he's got a team around him. He's got a great defense, so he's not having to go out and have these gunslinger moments and have to put up a, a atrocious number and get wear and tear on his arm throwing you know, a million times a season because his defense does, does do their job. I, he, he did come out with, um, he did come out with uh, 17 interceptions this year, but he did top 41 touchdowns, which was uh, a career, uh, career tie. He did that back in like 2011. And he did throw the ball 600 times, which is something he's done several times in his career. Um, I do think, the running backs not consistently being healthy affected game plan. Um, and it's something that LA is going to fix, but Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, OBJ, potentially, we don't really know in that situation, plus the running backs there in, in uh, Michelle and Henderson and Akers. They just, there's so much talent there for him to go out there. And I think he is a guy that is turning 34 here in a couple of weeks that you might be able to buy way cheaper than his actual performance guys, guys that are much younger, not saying you should go, but if you have Herbert and you wanted to get somebody cheaper and add to your team, Stafford's the type of guy you can go for because you're going to get similar production fantasy wise. Uh, it'll hurt you dynasty long-term, but maybe do that move unless you could pull some awesome deal and get, a nice little RB two and maybe a first and or some some big package deal, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he's one of the cheaper quarterbacks to acquire among dynasty standards due to his age, but he's still performing. Yeah, and you got to look at it this way. This uh, this is one of my biggest arguments by you know having Stafford as my buy is you want a anchor. You're not uh, in a dynasty. You want to buy cheap and get some longevity, some formidable years. Um, 
which, you know, Stafford's a great guy that you can, you can buy and, you know, don't have to worry about a uh, quarterback for a couple of years and you can build other skill positions before having to address that quarterback position. And like you said, you could, if you have like, a, you know, we'll use uh, my instance in our league, I had two top tier quarterbacks that I was stuck judging who to start every week. Uh, actually, I had three. I had Stafford, Brady, and Murray. Um, I was stuck in a dilemma. So if you could sell one of those and get a nice compensation back based on performance, do it. Uh, and, you know, you can, you can build through other spots by trading off maybe a Herbert and getting a good package deal that involves Stafford to be a plug-and-play quarterback. No, and I, I, I agree 100%. So let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we were talking about Stafford for a long time. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, – I do want to mix this up so it's not so predictable and everything, but let's talk about your keep. I'm going to let you go again. This is a keep, the guy that you were going to keep. <laughs> got a reference. I got a reference keep a couple of times. I also put Acres down as well. So um, talk about why I'm going to keep him. Uh, because he's young. He's got amazing athletic ability. Um, we've seen this offense work with, with a mixture of running backs that, you know, some people might think is not on the talent level of acres. He's coming off the injury. So, you know, he's a good keep a good stash. Uh, I bought him quite, uh, quite a few places fairly cheap because of the injury and the performance of Sonny Michelle Anderson and such. Uh, a lot of people think there's going to be a controversy there. And, and this is somebody that you want to hold on to because you can build a team around. It's a centerpiece. Running back is one of the hardest positions to acquire a home run hit. Uh, mm-hmm. This is, I feel, is is one of those players that you can plug and play, win healthy. He's going to come back. Um, the injury is not going to be a lingering one, I don't see. So he is somebody that you can stash plug and play, build a team around. He's got many years ahead of him, I feel. And you, you're a solid winner with Akers in your lineup as your RB1. No, I, I, I do agree. Um, my only concern is that Sony Michelle, Joe Henderson are both there. And even though Akers is younger, I think that they might, I mean, then again, they, they almost just played him this past week. I, I don't understand how this guy is like already healthy and apparently good to play. I, I don't understand anything I ever thought about athletes and injuries and science. It just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it's not real. I just like, oh, this, like, oh man, this guy had his head ripped off. Okay, well, he might be back in three weeks. He might be dead. I don't know. I'll never know anymore. Um, it's amazing, and I want to say that they would take it slow with him, but it feels like they won't, you know, in this situation. So <clears throat> with all that being said, I do think he's a guy you should try and keep. I don't think if, if you tried selling him, you're not going to get proper value for him. If you try buying him, it, you might be able to buy him cheap, uh, but somebody might ask for too much. But don't drop it. Ride the wave. See what happens. Maybe Henderson's gone. You never know. And, we'll, and uh, worst case scenario, do your favorite thing. Wait for him to have a big, a big game, back, back-to-back big games. Sell him off. Get the max draft capital. But get the max capital return with it yeah, if you don't absolutely. really believe any 
Now talking about getting the max capital off somebody and talking about getting somebody after a big game, my sell is very obvious. My sell is Cooper Cup. And I, just, I how, how, how could you do it? This guy just won a triple crown in the NFL. Most, most receptions, yards, and touchdowns a single season by receiver. Uh, let everybody, that's, that's never happened. Or sorry, that hasn't happened for 16 years. And Steve Smith did it in 05. And didn't have that. It's only happened three other times in NFL history. Sterling Sharp and Jerry Rice. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to think that a guy can do this well. Uh, let's look at his stats real quick. 191 targets, 145 receptions, uh, 1947 yards, and 16 touchdowns. All of those are career highs, obviously, uh, but they're not just like kind of career highs. They are all like extremes highs, like six more touchdowns than his ever career best. Uh, only second time he's ever won over 1,000 yards, and that is career best in yards by over 800 yards. His career best in receptions by almost by over 50. 50 receptions. There is no way in my mind that I am going to keep a guy who just had his best season and assume that it will continue because there's a reason why every athlete in the world that has ever done a sport has their best season ever. And it's in comparison to the rest of their seasons that are not as good. This is going to be his best season ever. No matter what happens, he will never top this. Overall, you got to get rid of a guy when he finishes way higher than he was supposed to, and he outperforms his own self way higher. Get rid of him. Now, I'm not saying you have to sell him for a king's ransom. That's ideal world, but he's going to be 29 next year. He's about to hit a cliff. Now, for quick reference before you jump on in, after Calvin Johnson with Matt Stafford broke the record in 2012, he kind of hit a, a little bit of a, a dip. Um, his targets went down by 50, his receptions went down by 40, and his yards went down by 500 all the next year. Now, still fantastic, because he still went for 84, 14, and 12. Um, but it dropped for a reason, because you can never replicate your best ever. ever. And you also got to look, um, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, the running back situation was in flux, uh, trying to find somebody with the acre injury. So mm -hmm. that means, you know, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more. And Robert Woods went out, uh, which is going to cut into those targets, that yardage, those touchdowns. Uh, so you got to look at that. So, yeah, I mean, he was my sell as well uh, because he's he put up career numbers. And you got to strike while the iron's hot. Uh, some team will overpay for him. It's guaranteed. And you're going to reap the benefits. Let me, let me just tell you what I got for him in a, in a league that I just traded him. I traded him away. And I actually traded him away back in week, um, week nine uh, with a team that I was rebuilding. I picked it up. It's an orphan. I was rebuilding. And I am okay with what I got. Most people probably tell me I lost this deal. I got a 2023 first-round pick. I got Dallas Goddard at tight end. And I got Amari Cooper at receiver. Doesn't look like a home run deal, but that's going to benefit me more over the next two, three years than I think Cooper Cup is going to, personally. Um, I bet you can go out and get somebody like C.D. Lamb in a first, potentially, which is even better than what I got. Um, yeah, you could easily, I keep going back to the same names, you can go out and get, you probably go out and get D.J. Moore and two first, potentially, for Cooper Cup. That might be, you might be able to swing that. You, you, maybe. You never know. You might be able to swing some of these things. Um, 
But I think Cooper Cup is a great time, especially at a position receiver where that is so deep. And there are so many guys that can outperform their ADP. Like we saw this past year that you might as well trade them away when they hit this area and just get what you can to build. And we got to remember, we got to remember Woods is coming back next year and he'll play a full season. That's going to impact Cup's touches. It is. Yeah. And and like I said, I mean, uh, you got to look at this from a dynasty perspective that you got, you can't, you got to be playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. You got to look at what's going to be the best three-year plan versus next year. Yes. Yes. All righty, let's go ahead and move on. Alphabetical, we'll go to San Francisco. And we're going to talk about a player that you want to sell. Let's keep on sell. Who are you selling from the 49ers? This one hits close to home because it's somebody I'm trying to actually get off you. That's George Kittle. I, I right, think let's... that, I think that um, you know, he is... He, he's one of those peaks and valleys players. Um, he led to your demise in our matchup because I'm pretty sure he had a very subpar game that, or he was even out for injury. Um, and he's not, and you have a mobile quarterback with Lance getting, getting ready to take over. Uh, it's, it's predetermined. Uh, even though Garoppolo is doing well, uh, yeah, mobile quarterback doesn't, uh, particularly like throwing to the tight end, uh, and they because tight ends are typically those chain moving uh, things, you know, that have athletic ability to break big plays. Uh, I, I'm just I'm souring on Kittle. I don't know. Uh, there's just something that's I, I feel it deep down in my gut that this is the best time to sell Kittle and get at least something back because I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be in the big three anymore. Well, we're going to blend this and transition this as well because George Kittle is actually my keep and my hold. Um, Here's the thing. Why I disagree. You're going to have people out there that are going to say, like what you're saying, that he's going to fall out and everything. Um, He did have two games with Trey Lance. One game, he had 10 targets. The other game, he only had two. So we really can't judge exactly what would happen in this situation. Uh, We do know that there was a big emergence on... Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk kind of as well, uh, playing a little bit better. And Trey Lance is going to take over. Yes, this is correct. But I do believe that he is too good of a receiving option to just, like, let go. I think that what's going to happen this offseason is a lot of people are going to kind of have the approach that you are towards Kittle owners, and they are going to try and undersell him because of Trey Lance. And I feel like a lot of people are going to get rid of George Kittle way cheaper than they should because they're going to agree. Now, this isn't going to impact our trade that we're potentially going to do for George Kittle at all. Um, just because I have, I have Travis Kelce, so it's, it's a luxury. Um, but I, I just think that he's a guy that you should be keeping right now. Um, I do like that we both have him on different spectrums because that means that we are, you're getting out of the risk and I'm willing to take the risk right now. And I like that. Back in the, the, the thing that we have that we can look back on. Um, but yeah, I think if you have Kittle, do not fall for selling him too cheap. He just finished, he just had like a meh year and he finishes the tight end four in a meh year. So that's, that, that's how I look at it. 
Uh, let's go ahead and move on to buy. And we already talked about them. We keep doing this. Kind of keep referencing everybody else. Go out and buy Trey. Go out and buy Trey Lance right now. Buy him right now. As soon as your league opens trades, buy him. Because as soon as he is the official starter for the 49ers, as soon as he takes over the reins and starts dominating, you're going to get a 20. He's going to be, he's 21. I'm going to pull this up exactly because I believe when he was drafted, he was only 20. Let's see. Yes, he doesn't, he, he, he's 21 in this season. He turned 21. Uh, he won't be 22 until after the NFL draft this year. 22, Dynasty Leagues. Like there are times when you can go out and get a really young quarterback and you're going to have him for the next 10 years. That's this guy right here. Um, I was saying it during the draft last year. I was saying go out and buy him, buy him, and stash him. And I'm still on the buy train because I think that right now is the cheapest he's going to be, especially if the 49ers beat the Cowboys uh, this weekend. And Jimmy G looks pretty good. 49ers might keep him for another year. They might try, you know what I mean? They might try and push it a little more. Um, buy him. Because as soon as Jimmy G is let go or moved on and Trey Lance is in line to start, his price is going to skyrocket. So you got to buy him now before it gets too pricey. And that's actually my key. <laughs> so so we, we, see, mm-hmm. we, we like having the same players just in different tiers, and I like that. Well, my cell was different, but we'll talk, we don't talk, talk about that. But yeah, talk, about, talk about Trey Lance, though. Why do you really want to keep him? I think, just like you said, I mean, he's somebody that you can build around. Um, he's going to have a long career in the NFL. He's going to be the centerpiece of that offense. He's going to develop with a young receiving core in IU and Debo. Um, you know, he does have Kittle there. I mean, that's a great safety valve to have. Uh, now, the running back, game is uh is iffy is is murky but he's a mobile quarterback so mm-hmm. he's going to be making those plays that you're going to see Kyler Murray that's currently making once he gets into his own you're going to see him be that dual threat and what's great about him is he has the arm strength the sling the ball the footwork to keep defenses honest on the edge and he plays smart. That mm. is, he doesn't make unnecessary risk when running the ball. He looks to get out of bounds. He looks to take the slide early. And he, he doesn't put himself in danger, which in a mo- with a mobile quarterback is very key. One of the things that he got praised on coming out of North Dakota was, North Dakota State, uh, was just how smart he was and how intelligent he was, especially for his age. Uh, being being 20 through the whole draft process that's that's it right there i mean he's a guy that's gonna he's gonna think about his career long term he's gonna think about how to be smart and put things in the right position and i just think he's gonna be one of those guys that we're gonna look at him the way that we look at lamar jackson um i'm not saying they're the exact same quarterback but i'm saying dynasty wise we're gonna look at him the same he's gonna be a guy that in two years maybe three uh will be a top five quarterbacks startup pick in in all startup picks. he just will and I, I like him. I like him more than any other quarterback that was in this past draft class. And I'll stand by that. But let's go ahead and move on to Seattle. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about a player uh, that you would really love to uh, buy this offseason. This is uh, my heart is on this one because he's somebody that I love talking about. 
Uh, he's my wide receiver in Seattle. That my 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 hitch my train to and ride Tyler Lockett. Um, he is a boom bust receiver. He's one of Russ Wilson's favorite targets. He is very under undersold by a lot of owners and leagues uh, because of his boom bust uh, no. tendencies. But I, I've got a soft spot for him. Uh, I, I think here is a good time to buy him. And you can get him at a very under market value. Probably, probably like a late first or like 112 is probably that somebody might be willing to go with that. If depending on their team makeup, we could see that if it's not their original pick, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe, I mean, you might even be able to get him for like maybe a two, three, uh, depending exactly. on, Eventually. depending, depending on needs, you, you could, you could get him for a two, three. Um, you know, we talk about rookie fever all the time. Uh, a lot of people like, I like to trade in draft mm-hmm. when, when I see how people are falling, I see team needs. And then I start making some discussions, which is the best, some of the best time to capitalize on rookie fever, because there's always somebody looking to move up. Uh, there, there's somebody that they think is a dominant in the rough that they're going to find who's going to be the next greatest thing. And you can exploit that. And I think I don't, I wouldn't say you would get anything lower than a two, two, three, but that two, three to one eleven range, as I think is a really good spot to place him in. Yeah. I, I think that might be, it might be a push to kind of get him for a second round pick. It all it depends on when you traded him, traded for him. Like if you tried buying him during your rookie draft might be the best optimal time to buy him. Um, it also, I think he is tied to Russell Wilson as well, depending on this news that happens with him. <coughs> oh, boy. Depending on where we see him go and everything, but yeah, Tyler Lockett, I like him a lot. I really do. Uh, ESPN has him that he booms six weeks and busted six weeks, uh, which is hilarious, which means he was averaged the other, the other weeks he was there. Um, let's go ahead and let's just, let, let's just assume that Russell Wilson's back. Tell Lockett just finished as the wide receiver 14 on a year that we all kind of were saying he busted six times. The inconsistency sucks, but I feel like you can kind of play around that. Like there are times when like he booms and you're like, oh yeah, that makes, that makes obvious sense why he boomed right there. You know what I mean? And you can kind of predict these things. Um, but yeah, I like it. I really like it. Uh, let's go in and talk about my cell. Um, this is super simple. Sell Rashad Penny. If, like everybody's beliefs of Chris Carson being injury prone now. I just saw like three TikToks today where it was like, Girl, oh, Chris Carson was a bust and he's actually injury prone now. Yeah, we've been saying that forever. Like, I don't understand why you guys all fall for this Chris Carson's elite type thing. I don't get it. Never have, never had that flavor of the month feeling for him at all. Rashad Penny is going to come on in of, oh, who's a high draft pick, first round guy, dynasty rookie drafts. He was drafted probably one, three, one, four most years that, that he came out. And everybody's going to be like, he gets it now. Now he gets it. This is Devontae Parker, you know, but at the running back position, he gets it. Let's stick with him. He's gonna, he, just, he just won me a fantasy championship because of weeks 16 and 17. Get rid of him. Sell him. If anybody's willing to sell, buy anything of good value for him, get rid of him. Right now, don't fuck around. 
I don't see anybody else on the team that is really a value to actually trade at this moment um, that you wouldn't want to keep or try and buy yourself outside of him. Yeah, I mean, um, we differ there. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I could see it. Uh, Penny's coming off of uh, some huge games uh, that is going to get that conversation going into the offseason uh, with the Chris Carson uh, injuries. Uh, you know, and they're going to be, you're going to see people talking about what the what ifs uh, is, is Penny finally reaching his potential. Uh, and if you want to take a good, another good look, uh, look at Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle wasn't anything in New England. He went to the Rams, got second life. He's generated. I, I think Rashad Penny's the same way, and I, I, I'm right there with you. I could, I could definitely see, see the sale. Yeah, and I, I, I just for me, it's just I don't see anybody else really. Where, like I don't want to sell Lockett. I don't want to sell Metcalf. I don't want to sell Wilson. Um, I don't want to sell any, and I, I don't think that Gerald Everett or Chris Carson can actually get you anything of worth. Um, prior to this season, I literally traded Chris Carson away for an early second round pick in the 2021 uh, rookie draft and a second round pick in the 2022 rookie draft, like two seconds. And somebody's like, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I don't want him on my team. He does. He has no value. He's no value to me at all. I guarantee he plays five games. And I'm not saying I was right, but I was pretty right. And I'm going to continue to do that. If I end up picking an orphan that has him, come buy him. I'll give him to you. But right now, Rashad Penny, if, if your league is a, a super you know, active league and they've already opened up trades for the new season, trade him right now for whatever you, if you, even if you compare like your second and Penny, like your two, eight and second, um, sorry, your two, eight and Penny, for like the one twelve, do it. Even if you're just using him to help you move up draft slots, do it. That's where I'm at. Now, uh, final spot, let's talk about your keep. My keep is, is Metcalf. Um, I, I think he's an Obviously. anchor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he's an anchor. He's a very big physical receiver uh, in all of the build and prototype of Mike Evans, um, who is one of the strong-arm people and defensive backs on a lot of jump balls. He's got... Un- Canny speed, uh, you know, you always see that that rundown interception that he would display his speed on. So he's lightning fast. I think it's a good wide receiver one for any team to have, and it's a plug and play sit set your lineup for getting within her. And you don't have to you don't have to worry about the the matchups. I guess you could say he's going to perform. Yeah, he's going to have some duds, but I don't. You're going to see more success than more duds uh, out of him. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to hold on to him. He's a he's a player that I want to build around. I totally see that. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, I think it's a pretty obvious pick for somebody that's you know makes the spicy hot takes. That is a very vanilla um way to end our episode. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's it's it's fair. It makes sense. Um, I don't disagree with it at all. And I think I think he's a pretty obvious keep in my my camp as well. Um, <clears throat> he is not a guy that I own anywhere, and then never have. And yeah, I wouldn't mind having him. I really wouldn't. I think he's a fantastic receiver. And and that's gonna do it for our show. Uh, thank you guys for tuning on in to our podcast. We are back, and this is episode 
you know, one of season three for second and short. And we are going to kind of dive in more and more throughout every division, uh, going back and forth to an NFC and AFC. Now, before we do get out of here, um, I do want to get your playoff predictions. Let's leave, let's leave uh, fantasy football behind for a little bit. And I want you to give me your picks for every game. Uh, I'll tell you mine as well and everything. So uh, let's go ahead and start. We'll go back and forth. We'll Sam. Uh, drop TikTok today. Bengals, Raiders. Uh, who do you have winning that game? Uh, Bengals. Same here. Uh, what about Chiefs and Steelers? Kansas City and Ben's career. Chiefs as well. Uh, what about Bills and Patriots? Bills. Same here. Uh, let's talk about the NFC. What about Buccaneers and Eagles? Uh, Bucks. Same here. Uh, what about Rams and Cardinals? I've actually got the Rams. I have the Rams as well. And now let's talk about <laughs> the Cowboys and 49ers. You're really going to make me say it, aren't you? You're really going to make me say it. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys too. I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel weird and disgusting that I took every home team this weekend. I don't know what it is. And part of me is going, well, that never happens. So, like, why are you doing it? But, like, I can't, I can't find the one road team that I'm it, – it, it's probably New England. It's probably New England. But then, but then again, the Buffalo Bills figured them out, and I don't trust Mac Jones to be clutch. And I don't think the Bills are going to get fooled by like, – it's going gonna, gonna to be cold. It's not going to be windy as shit in Buffalo. And so, yeah. Uh, That's right, Matt. I, I, I feel really dirty. One, that I took the Cowboys. Two, that me and you agreed on every game. I, every that, game. That's, that, that, makes me feel real, that makes me feel real dirty. Watch us go 0-6 this weekend. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but anyway, yeah, I mean, the, the, Bills, the Bills-Patriots game is the only one that I see that could be the upset. Uh, I, uh, I wanted to go for the 49ers over the Cowboys as a, as a spicy upset. I just don't. I, th- I, I, think I, I think Dallas is coming into its own at the right time. I think and it's I, possible, but but yeah, Dallas has scored like 130 points the last three weeks, which is fucking stupid. Like, so I, yeah, I, I it's hard for me to pick against that. I think the Eagles have a good chance of beating the Bucks. Like, I really do think the NFC teams have the have a really good chance to all upset. Um, and I think the Pats do too. But I think like Steelers, I think that game won't. I don't think that's going to be a game. I have it 27-13, and I think I'm being very modest on that score line. Um, but every other game I have pretty close. Uh, go ahead and check us out on TikTok. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for our show. So as I was saying, follow us on TikTok. Uh, we're going to be going over every playoff matchup. We're going to give you guys some dynasty and fantasy insight along the way, as well as talking about more NFL content just itself. NFL drafts coming up along. We're going to talk about all that free agency. Um, check us out on YouTube. If you're listening now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We just broke hundred subscribers. Thank you guys. Um, it's a minor accomplishment, but still an accomplishment and leave a like button down below. Uh, you can comment also as well. Tell us who you guys want to buy, keep, or, you know, trade away from any team in the NFC West at all. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we are also now partners with the WT. Ooh. We are now partners with the W2M network as well. You can check us out there. Um, you can check us out on their YouTube page as well, uh, on their website. We are partnered with them. Um, and if you want to hear more from Jason or myself, 
You can also hear Jason's voice and takes on other podcasts, such as. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you can find me on Damn You Hollywood on the Radlager Broadcast Network. And, and, you know, it's fun. Uh, it's something that is the, we do some reviews over there. And not, I'm not only a fantasy guru. I actually have, I actually do stuff outside of fantasy. Believe it, Ty. It's kind of hard mm-hmm. to believe, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and if you want to hear more from, from me, uh, like I said, we have, uh, I'll be having YouTube videos going up on NFL team specific not fantasy related that are just one-off videos. Uh, but you also can check me out on Love War Challenges, uh, where I talk about MTV's The Challenge, everything about that show, uh, with some pretty cool people, Malik and Becky. And yeah, check us out on all social media platforms on those as well. And with all that being said, thank you guys for coming on back for season three, for second and short. And we'll see you guys next week as we talk about another random division. See you.